0: Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. We've been a bit, uh, we haven't been around for a couple of weeks, but we're back again. Apologies for that. Normal services resumed. Um, as I say, we're 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 back tonight. First of all, oh fuck, what am I talking about? Hang on, do that bit again. Okay, so join me on the pod tonight. First up in Berlin, we have Neil Patterson, chief.
1: Been a while. How are you? All good. Oh, aye. All good. All good. Been enjoying the, enjoying the winter break. Um, watched a bit of, uh, watched a bit of the Bundesliga at the weekend instead. Good game. Leverkusen against Dortmund. So that was, that was good. 4-3. Interesting stuff. Um, so yeah, just looking forward to sort of getting back into the Premier League this week and, and getting back to business with Liverpool because it's, uh, it's been a while, as you say.
0: Indeed, and thankfully we'll have the Six Nations, which sort of covered the break for us, but whatever. Next up in uh, in Holland, we have Beryl Ackes. How are you, Beryl? Been a while as well? I haven't spoken to you in absolutely ages.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's good to be back. So, uh, um, yeah, and, and uh, I, I need uh, Liverpool back in my life so I can feel alive again. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy the, the, the break is over almost. Indeed, indeed.
0: Well, it is. We'll be back this weekend, thankfully. And last but certainly not least, um, in Belfast, as always, uh, wasn't you to be here but came anyway. I just can't get rid of him. Dave Dunning, how are you? i
3: Thank you. good, thanks, mate. Yes. How are you? I,
0: I'm I'm okay, Dave. I, I, I'll struggle by for another week, like I think I'll, I'll be grand.
3: I'm sure you will.
0: <laughs> but listen here we we'll find ourselves in, in in this position that we'll find ourselves in. And, you know, we're going to win the league. We're still in the Champions League. We're still in the FA Cup. And, you know, the question has come around, you know, and, and we spoke about it pre-pod, Neil, is, is really who's going to beat us. It's going to take a fluke at the minute. I think where we are and and, and how we look and, you know, we've, we've secured this league and, and, you know, City are having games postponed and fixed your chaos and their break disrupted it's not you know it only looks like it's it's, it's gonna cause the effect of us winning the league faster um but you know th- there's other competitions here as well and and, and i think that's where we we'll want to go with this podcast tonight and, and maybe maybe open it up just so my own personal opinion neil is i just don't see where the loss is coming i mean maybe a draw somewhere down but i just don't see anybody beating this at the minute and and you know really what should our expectations for the rest of this season be? Or are we getting too far ahead of ourselves by saying we want the FA Cup, we want the Champions League, we want the league? Or, or you know, is it just that that's the way we should be thinking these days?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nice position to be in. Um, I suppose good problems to have. Um, but yeah, it seems you know, the way things are going and more, yeah, it be barring a miracle, barring a catastrophe that, uh, the league is, is pretty much done and dusted at this stage. Um, obviously the champions league is something that, um, we also very much want. Uh, it's a title where we're defending it. Um, it's massive to, to win back to back champions leagues. It would be, would certainly be, um, you know, be it would not be something knowing this group of players and knowing their will to win, their determination, and how they find a way to beat pretty much every team that's that's and any team that's placed in front of them. They certainly don't, and they they're not going to want to re- relinquish that crown, certainly not lightly. So you'd imagine, you know, with the best will in the world, we'll uh, we'll see Liverpool. Progress in that tournament as well, and and certainly look to go all the way and defend that, particularly from the position of of being so far ahead in the league and and potentially being able to have that finished, uh, you know, mathematically sewn up within the next kind of five or six weeks. Um, so you don't want to get ahead ahead of yourself. Uh, there's no guarantees, of course that. Uh, and Liverpool have no right to progress, but having, you know, as I reiterate, having seen the, the will, the win of the players and the manager and, and the way things are and the way, um, as I said, we find a way to beat every team. Um, and we obviously derive a great amount of satisfaction from the success that we're having and from, from being the best we're certainly going to look to go all the way. And with what's happened in the FA cup or what happened in the FA cup with the, the kids, uh, putting in such a, a, great performance against Shrewsbury and, um, and getting us through the fifth round. Um, the FA cup is something that's also, um, still, still on and, and still, um, attainable. So why not, um, go on and, and, and try and get that as well. Um, So, yeah, uh, nothing is, nothing is guaranteed, but you would imagine this team will, will look to challenge on all fronts. And, uh, by hook or by crook, we, we are in the FA Cup fifth round. Uh, obviously it wasn't top of, of the club's priorities or top of the manager's priorities, as you can see, but, um, but we've managed to get there and, and on merit as well. So it would be, it would be lovely uh, to actually win that competition. Not that it really means. That much certainly not in the, in the modern scheme of things, but obviously the fans that are kind of kind of my age and, and Dave Dunn's age and you know probably all of our ages we have a a bit more of an affinity for the cup and obviously we haven't won it since what since the Stevie Stevie Cup final so it would be nice to kind of uh, it's something that's punctuated our, our great periods certainly in the modern era um, in the seventies the eighties and uh, and. Even the Rafa period we had, uh, the FA Cup has kind of um, has been has made an appearance at each at each era er, in each era. So it would be nice for, for this team to do that as well. And of course, it would be amazing to to have like a five trophy haul in, in one season. That that would then you would really start talking about is this is this team up there with with the the truly great Liverpool teams, or is it is it even the greatest? Um, it would certainly have an argument to, to be in the conversation if, if it manages to do that. So yeah, but at the same time, I wouldn't say I don't, I, I, can understand what, what you mean when you say you don't know necessarily where the defeat is coming from. But, but at the same time, it could come against Norwich at the weekend. It's, it's unlikely, but it could. Um, they play, absolutely. They play, they play good football. They, they they like to to play against teams um, like us, like Man City. They've already beaten City at home this season. They played well at home against the big sides already and scored goals against them. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility. It's it's unlikely, and you wouldn't imagine it to happen. But we shouldn't we shouldn't take anything for granted.
0: No, absolutely, and I think that's that's basically what I'm trying to get at here. But I'll come to you, Beryl, and and you know Neil has mentioned the FA Cup there and. You know, we've, we've had a funny old season the way it worked out there, uh, you know, with, with, with the, the replay and our break. And I think it was a lot of people, myself included, who said, "Ah, oh, well, if we'll go out, we'll go out. But we're now through. And I'm curious to, uh, to your thoughts on the FA Cup and, and what maybe Klopp does now in this, you know, game against Chelsea. Do you think that we, you know, it's obviously not going to be the kids. We're away to Chelsea. Um, do you see this competition all of a sudden, you know, we're getting around to the working end of it. Do you see this competition all of a sudden sort of zooming into focus for for the you know the manager, the group of players? That you know, why not? Why not just go for it and and see just what we can achieve, you know, just how much we can achieve this season.
2: Yeah, that, uh, that's exactly what what I would think. Uh, I think uh, just as you said, uh, it wasn't a priority, and and uh, and and it was a bit of a of a a principle for for Klopp to to respect the the, the two week break, so you know he was determined not to play uh, any any senior players, but you know we went through and uh, and and rightly uh, uh, rightly so. So we we it was you know, I really liked how the the young ones played. They didn't have the the attacking panache that the that, that, that the senior team has but you know you could you could see all the 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 structures that we that we that we are uh, used to see from the senior uh, team and, and and now that we're it was we're a Liverpool there, team payroll yeah, that's, that's basically exactly.
0: well definitely a Liverpool team we watched albeit a, a, of lesser uh, quality than what we used to but it was a Liverpool team
2: yeah and that's and and, and that is something to Uh, to to cherish as well you know there's obviously uh, a a culture um, um, which probably stretches uh, beyond uh, the pitch but you know also on the pitch you see uh, you see that that the the, the, uh, apparently the under 23s play the same style try to play the same style that the senior team plays and and, and that's only good because you know it if a, a young player uh, is promoted to the to the senior team, uh, then you know th- th- there is there will be uh, uh, th- they will need time to get used to things, but but not to the system and to the structures in which we play. Um, but you know your question was about is it is it a priority now? I, th- I think it should be because you know we should try to win everything we uh, we we can win, and if we're now if we're here now last year we we were unlucky to to be uh, uh it was against wolves I, I believe and and we had uh, lots of uh um injuries and uh, and uh, dan lovren injured himself very, very early in the game etc and, and it was it was unlucky to go out like that uh and this year we we are a bit more lucky and uh and i i think we sh- should have sealed the the draw at uh, at Shrewsbury, but you know, okay, uh, doesn't, ma- doesn't matter. Uh, we, we we had another game, and we could see uh, the young ones uh, one more time. Uh, and now, yeah, uh, Stanford Bridge. I think um, we, we can't afford to to embarrass ourselves. Uh, you know, losing uh, wouldn't be an embarrassment, but you know, if you if you would play uh, the young ones, then then uh, you know, it could, it could become an embarrassment. So I think. Um, I think Klopp uh, will have had a talk with his with his team and and uh, and and you know if, if I uh, know them um you know <laughs> you know if, if if we can guess what they would would have said it's it's probably what, what you just said it's you know now that we're here we should try to win it
0: why not <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. why not yeah, it's you know it's we're there, so it's let, let's play a game of football, and and if we do so, we usually win. So why not this time?
0: Absolutely, and I'll swear across to Dave, and and you know as Beryl says, why not this time? Do you agree with what we're saying here? You know, like the three of us: there's Neil, Beryl, and myself. You know, as I said, I, c- I could have gone either way with with the FA Cup with that replay and whatnot, and I understood if we went out and whatever, and I were through. It's just to me, Dave, this is another trophy. It's 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 getting on our way and we're gonna talk about what constitutes a great side and our great sides and that's what we wanna to come to after this. But you know, where do you where do you see the priorities now? Do you do you see like myself, I, I think Klopp will will look at the FA Cup and went, you know, we got a, we got we got away with it. We really got away with it. We need to be we need to be winning it now.
3: I, like, I, I love the FA Cup, I always have loved the FA Cup and it is a, a pale shadow of its former self, unfortunately. Um, but for me, that doesn't really take away from the fact that it's still the FA Cup um, and it's getting to the stage now with this team where you're looking at emulating certain sides like the Arsenal Invincibles, like the United treble winning team um, and we're almost at the same number of points that the United treble winning team won the league with. So, you know, I, I'm i going to be a real greedy fucker and I want all of it. I want no defeats. I want FA Cups. I want Champions Leagues. I want a million points. I want everything because I think this team deserves it. I think this team deserves to be Recognized as one of the great sides, and it's not going to happen without trophies. But you know, when you're looking at, when you're watching the team play with your eyes every week, you know you haven't seen anything like it before. So to me, there's no reason why we can't go and win it. Klopp's perspective, I genuinely think, is go and win the next match, and I don't for one minute believe that he didn't think that side could beat Trusby when he when he put them out. I genuinely don't think that. I think that had it, had the replay not fallen in that, um, that break, he would have played a stronger side, but he took a stand and he wasn't going to go back on his word. Um, so I think Chelsea, he'll go relatively- What
0: do you think he plays at Chelsea, Dave? Do you, do you think it's, it's the Shakiris, the Origis, um, a, a mixture of the kids and maybe a couple of the first team? Um, you know, why it's not maybe a full strength team, a very good team he'll put out.
3: Yeah, I do I? I genuinely do. Um, you know, I don't think they will look at the likes of you know points totals and, and invincibles and things like this. I think he'll look at actually right here. We are in the league situation now. The way City have had that game postponed now, um, you know, we could be one or two games ahead of them, and just you know, it could be it could be twenty eight points or something mental like that. Um, and priorities then shift. Do you know what I mean? Priorities shift. What what better to keep a team motivated than two cup competitions if the league's won by the end of March? What better to keep that team ticking over than still competing on two fronts? So I think he'll look at trophies, and I think he'll again the way like to say he'll see it as an opportunity, and they have a chance, and. I do think that he will go out to win all of them. And I think you saw that with the super cup and the team that he played. And I think you saw it in the world club cup with the players that he brought in the team and the teams that he played or the, yeah, the, the players that played in the finals, etc. you know, he values trophies and, and the players value trophies. Let's be honest. That's what the players are in it for. That's what the players are in it for. um, And that's what these players particularly are in it for. So, I think we have this I think we have the squad, I think we have the buffer in the league, I think we have um an opportunity here, and I think that is where Klopp's priorities will lie, in the silverware, given the situation we are now. And I'm sure the season was planned out. Here's what we do at this stage and here's what we do at this stage and it was broken into sections and maybe they don't look as far ahead as they did. But I would be very surprised if they had ever if they had even put any sort of thought into a scenario where the league's sewn up with, you know, almost a third of the season to go. And now, actually, rather than looking at cup cup rounds and cup competitions to, you know, protect the players, we're going to be looking to do that in league games.
0: You're absolutely spot on, Dave. You know what I mean? It's where, it's where we are. I mean, yeah. These are rare times. As a football fan, you don't get to have these conversations very often. Like, I'm I'm in my 50s. I... <laughs> even even in our glory days i can't recall having conversations like this um which brings me nicely into and i'll come back to neil on this one you know neil, there's a lot of chat on social media there's a lot of chat you know this is the greatest team that's ever been blah, 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 blah. i think that's bullshit as we stand today and i base the bullshit on it's all measured in trophies and look there's no doubt This team is well capable and at the end of this season may have a trophy hall where they enter the argument. But as we stand today and in in the middle of February, you know, the way, the way that I see it is that that there's still a bit to go for this team. They're a wonderful team. As Dave said, how, how can you not revel in watching them? But what's missing off their CV is what Dave mentioned as well, the silverware. And I have no doubt whatsoever. The silverware is coming but until it does, I don't think we can honestly say this is the greatest team that's ever been, blah, blah, blah. I think that's a bit, I think that's very disrespectful to a lot of great football teams that have gone in the past. I know that this team will end up in that company, but they're not there right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you can definitely make that argument. I mean, it depends, I suppose, how you measure you know, what is the greatest and, and so on and so on. But yeah, I mean, I, I know what you mean. Right now, the trophies are not won. Um, so as you rightly say, they, they can't, they, they can't really be considered the greatest or talked about in that category yet. Having said that, if, if, if they do manage to go on and do what we've all just talked about and, and opined for and, and, and win every trophy that's available to them this season, barring the Carabao Cup, again, down to, down to scheduling. Um, but we'll not get into that. Um, if they do go on and, and get that haul and kind of, um, you know, bookend bookend the season with two Champions Leagues, you know, last last seasons and this season, and go on, you know, the Super Cup, the
0: final the season before as well, Neil does fall. In, it, yeah,
1: but I mean to actually have the trophies, you know, you start you start off the league the, the, the league season defending the Champions League, uh, holding that trophy and that, that's that's amazing. So you, you go on and then win the Super Cup. You go on and then win the World Club Championship. You manage to win your domestic cup, which you haven't won for fourteen seasons or thirteen seasons, and then you uh, you you top it off by by you know defending the Champions League title. So that would be that would probably I would say I'm pretty safe in saying that would probably be the greatest individual season ever by any Liverpool team, any Liverpool team because. None of the teams back then won the, the club world championship. That they um, uh, so I think I think it'd be up there, wouldn't it? Five trophies one season, um, and you know six if if, if you count the, the previous Champions League. It would be um, it would be a you know six made major trophies in in twelve months would be um, would be a, a feat that would would certainly see them. Begin to enter that conversation, and you might say it was the greatest individual season uh, ever. But uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there there are sides there that have that have put back to back leagues together, back to back European cups, and so on and so forth. Um, so you've got to you've got you've got just to win just because the-
0: they were beaten a few more times than we have, Neil. And that's I think that's where people are getting confused. Is you know the fact that we've been near nearly perfect in doing it. Yeah, um, again, i think has, has has caused people's minds to wander and forget what went before i think
1: but again it's what what you define as the greatest is it, are you the greatest because you you've amassed the most points in, in one season or are you the great and, and beat more teams than you've ever beat before and break a lot of records or you know does it have to be more than that do you have to do you have to have longevity? Do you have to, you know, build a, a bit of a dynasty and, and do it again and again to truly be considered great? That's that's kind of more of a philosophical discussion, and and you know, but you can see where the arguments are coming from, where you've got breaking records and so on, where where people are saying, yeah, this 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 has ne- literally never been done before. So to that to that degree, you can you can see people's kind of uh, points of view when they when they make the argument, but. I agree with you. It's not, it's not, we're not yet able to do that. But if we do end the season and, and finish, you know, kind of go through the rest of the season and do what, what I said um, before, what we've all talked about and win all those trophies, then we're, uh, we begin to, to really seriously enter the, the conversation about this team being the greatest Liverpool team that there, there has been. Um, we'd probably have to go on and perhaps win the Premier League again next season. And and you know put a put a few more trophies in the bank for that uh, question to be actually answered and say yes it is the greatest ever, but uh, but it would certainly be begin to 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 be amongst those those true greats.
0: No, and indeed I'll come back to you again, Beryl, on your thoughts on it. And you know I think. You know, if you, if, you, if you take a look on the internet and you look at our, our, our old players and whatnot, sometimes, you you know, you see, oh, five leagues, a couple of European cups, you know, five FA cups, that kind of thing. You know, some of our players from the 80s and whatnot, and you'll see that on their CV and, and they've won that with Liverpool. And I think that that's, I think that's what what, what is is the point that, that, that I'm trying to make. We have, our history is so rich with such... Fantastic players that we've had um, during our our periods of success, and and just at this moment, in time, it's maybe the age of me. I think that, that that I find it. I don't find it offensive, but I think they're just a little premature in 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 calling this team the greatest that we've ever had.
2: Yeah, yeah, it it probably is. It's it's you know, it, but it it has been thirty years, Dave. So it's it, we, <laughs> and and we, we have we have been mocked for for saying this might be our year
0: uh it feels know, like we've been mocked for 60 years
2: <laughs> so you know it's it's i think it can be for we, we can be forgiven for for overreacting maybe a little but uh, and and then again you know we have amassed a a 22 point lead and uh and it, it might even become 25 points uh um, um you know in, in a few days but but you know, let's stay at the 22 apparently games that, that, that's, the 22 that's because points. it's a weak a
0: weak league apparently according to our rivals uh, fans yeah. apparently the premier league is, is now the weakest league in european football
2: yeah that's just sour grapes i, I think that's you know the the, the um, it's it's not it's not a sign of maturity to 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 say this is uh, uh, you know this it this is because the league uh, uh, hasn't been very very good so it's it's i think that's 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 bollocks you know it is true that uh, some of our um perennial rivals aren't aren't uh, aren't aren't uh uh, uh, performing as well as they have been doing historically but you know that that, that's not our fault but and and uh, at the same time if you look at how much money has been spent in in the in the premier league and uh, and how how well the, the these english clubs who are uh, apparently weak have been doing in in europe uh you know both european cups last year the finals were played by premier league clubs uh, and uh so it's 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 not a very um it's it's not a very good line of defense for for uh, for our rivals to say this is because the league isn't very good i think we are very very good and and so i i, I can understand that the people say that this is uh, the best team that they've seen because uh, uh, well they haven't amassed a a, a large number of, of trophies yet you might maybe say but, but you know what they have done is is be Utterly dominant and and be utterly dominant against uh, some rivals who are uh, who are actually very very good. You know, uh, just just a year ago, people were saying that Manchester City was the best ever Premier League team, uh, and they uh, won the league with a hundred points and with ninety eight points, which is uh, you know uh, it, it hasn't been done before, and 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 we are topping that at this point. You know, if 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 we if we just have a mediocre run in until the end of of this season, we still will have um, amassed more than 100 points. It's, so we are a very, 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 very good team, uh, and and so it it might be a bit of an overreaction to say this is uh, the the best team ever or something like that. But uh, uh, and this, you know, uh, but only a bit of an overreaction, I, I would say. Yeah, let's leave it at that.
0: No, I think I think what you're saying is that the trajectory is there certainly for um for this team to to become the best we've ever had. Without without a doubt, I truly believe that that's there. Dave, to, just to close this off, um, ha- have you anything more to add? And what's your opinion basically on on what's being discussed here? Because. You know, should we arrive at this point where we all believe that we, we arrive, then we have to start casting an eye forward to next season. And that's where I want to go with this. But I'll, I'll let you have a word on, on, on what's been said before we we'll go there.
3: As far as great sides go, we're, we're kind of comparing this Liverpool side against other Liverpool sides. But if you look in the wider context of football, was Brian Clough's on the far side a great side? One of the great
0: sides. Oh, they were good. Like that was a really, really good side. A really, like really good back, side.
3: They went back to back European Cups in the yep. league the year after getting promoted. Were they a great side? Probably one of the great English sides. Uh, well, you probably have to say Dave, yes, it's
0: really they? difficult because you know when you, you're talking 1977, 78, and and you know in around that time and you know like the the, the, the schedules weren't um as as hectic as they are the european cup wasn't a group phase it was a, a straight knockout um, yeah, it was a 24 team league then oh no I, I, look absolutely yeah, but the, I great, the, the great the great the great leveler then. the great leveler of those teams were the conditions that they played in and, and i think that that's the leveler um so you would say that they were
3: they were a great side. If you want to look at yeah, but look but, but, at her, but, look, look, look at Arigosaki's Milan team. Were they a great uh, side? No,
0: were. A, we're in a different. That's a different conversation. I think. Were they a,
3: do you think they were a great side? One of the yes, great I sides. do because yes, they, they were
0: they were laced with world class. Whereas I'm not sure at the time that Clough's Forest were. Clough's Forest were a wonderfully coached unit, a bit like what Liverpool are doing at the minute, Dave. But that Milan team was, was pure world class.
3: Yeah, and they were Saki was innovative in his pressing style, and you know he, he he broke free of the you know the constraints of Italian football at the time and showed them all something new. And he was only there for three years or something, Saki. And he, he won a league and two European Cups with other you know Coppa Italias and 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 super cups and stuff dotted in and about there. But it was relatively fleeting success in the grand scheme of football. It wasn't like a Ferguson dynasty. And again, you go you go back to, are they a great side? Could we emulate what they had done to European Cups at a league title in three years? Yeah, we could. Have we started playing football that, you know, is innovative and, and maybe hasn't quite been seen before? You'd argue that maybe we are.
0: Would you fancy our current team against um uh, Milan? it's
3: not really a conversation that i personally think is worthwhile having I, I i i don't um those teams playing against each other it's a different sport essentially do you want Are we're going to play them Are we're going to play them in in 1989 or are we going to play them today
1: you exactly know what speed is the game at how fit are the players you know it,
3: it's it, 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 yeah it is a different sport the thing is you can only look at it in its own its own era because, as you said, Dave, the era itself is the great equaliser because all teams were running at the same level with the same conditions and the same fitness and the same schedules and the same balls and equipment and refereeing, et cetera. Et cetera. So, I, I don't know, but I think there's certain sides that stand out in history. And Saki's team is one. Cruyff's Ajax is another um Pep's Barca will will if they aren't already I feel they are but they will become another because that was innovative and showed people football that hadn't been seen before and this side has the capability to be looked back on in 20 years time or 30 years time to be spoken in the same conversations as those teams that's
1: what I think it will be like Van Gaal's Ajax team, and and you know, and, and so on. It's um, it's it, it it is seminal, and it's they're the kind of things that while they're happening, people don't really pay that much attention to them. But you know, after it's happened, then they look back and go, oh, fuck, that was pretty pretty amazing," you know. Uh, and and you begin to get a bit more credit. Having said that, if City were doing what we're doing, you wouldn't you wouldn't hear the end of. People fall over themselves to, to praise them. Um, it's kind of a bit of a, I don't know, it's a funny situation because when all is said and done and City actually win things, nobody really cares. Like, we talked about their treble, domestic treble, and nobody really cared, and then it kind of been downplayed, and we were the big story last season. Well, it's kind of true to an extent, and it, it, that that all happened, but at the same time, nobody wants to give Liverpool credit for being... Amazing. If you look at the pundits, they're very, very slow to really give us that much credit. It's starting to tip now a little bit, but I mean, you'd have to start giving us credit now. And That's what I mean. That yeah, but that's what
3: I mean, chief. If if because Dave's writing what he's saying, it's really only one European Cup. That's really all it is on you know on paper right yeah,
1: now. That's all it is. One hundred percent.
3: But um, if we get if we get the next season and we're challenging for a title again and we've won the league, and we've won the FA Cup, and we've won the European Cup, and we've got you know six trophies in a season and a ridiculous amount of points, then There's, there is no argument
1: against it. And you cannot make one. You literally cannot. Oh, weak league. Well, we won the FA Cup. Oh, week cup. Oh we won the Champions League. "Oh, weak Champions League. Fuck off.
0: Oh, Madrid aren't good. Look at yeah, Barcelona and Bayern I mean, Munich. Have, have yeah, the whole rest. You know, the, the, yeah.
1: the rest of the footballing world and universe is absolutely shite, and we're we're average, and because of that, we're winning everything. I mean, it's absolutely nonsense. People, some some people cannot bring themselves to to because they, I, I suppose it's it's difficult to. We've never seen this done before, is what I'm saying. No team has done this. 100 points, scraping 100 points now, like City did when they first did it, when it was such a monumental thing. You know, maybe people are a little bit tarnished by that or, or whatever, but, you know, whatever it is, 25 games gone, 24 wins, one one draw, I think it is. it is. It's unfathomable, and it's almost like we're breaking football because we're too good almost, and people can't kind of deal with it. I mean, you're not supposed to win every week. It's it's not supposed to be like that. You're supposed to lose sometimes. It's supposed It's got to be, gotta be some sort of fluke. Yeah, it it it's got to be fixed. It's there it, it must be doping. You know, all this bullshit that starts to come out because we're literally
2: too we're, we're no, because too football too.
0: has been mismanaged for so many decades now. Whenever somebody comes along and actually puts together a project, you know, outside of the eye axis of this world and the uh, the Red Bull I think project, a awesome
3: massive disservice there, Dave.
0: Really? I think we've put together a project. I, I think that I think FSG have have, have have reinvented.
3: we have. Yeah, we have. And how's As that serving anyone? I think you made it sound like it was it was stupid that nobody had done it before, and it was no, 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 no. What I'm anything, saying is this, is the, I mean? no. this well, is the difference. This is the definition. Yeah, and but look, football hasn't necessarily been mismanaged for so long. I think
0: I'm talking about I'm talking about the hierarchy of football. I'm talking about the FAs and so on, and I see them as a hindrance to the growth of the game. And certainly the way that money is filtered around the game, certainly the grassroots level, we could have a higher standard of football worldwide if the money was shared. That this is only my opinion. It's only only one man's opinion. Yeah,
1: it's basically. Basic politics, huh? It's it's the same. You mean that we could all be better off if money was shared around more equally and, you know, some people didn't have it all, or sorry, clubs didn't have it all and and others had fuck all and and got ground into the dirt. But I I think, Uh, you know,
0: especially especially like the Premier League era, if you take it from the 90s onwards, the model was spend, spend. Look, there's a name. He doesn't fit our profile. Fucking buy him. You know, and, and it was buy, buy, buy nobody really in the Premier League I think everybody lost their head with money and and this is really the first project of a big team we've seen it in Southampton, we've seen middle ranked teams trying to do it, but this is the first time really in England we've seen a project the likes of
1: what we have going on Neil um, I, you know, totally agree. I mean this is it's the best example isn't it The because it's, diffi- it's, it's, it's difficult or it's easy now to kind of forget quite where we were you know, if you look at at as as an FSG project, um, then you're going all the way back to, to being an administration. Uh, you could potentially do that since they've been in the helm. You know, during that whole time, and uh, you know it's been a progression under them. Or, but even if you if you go back to the to Klopp coming in, which is the most recent point that you could you could kind of go back to uh, as a starting uh, as a start as a jumping off point. Um, we were in dire straits. I mean, we'd drawn, I think, in the, in the first part of that season, we had a series of draws, one, one. We couldn't win games. Um, we had come off the back of a devastatingly poor 2014-15 season, uh, where we'd gone from being, um, albeit unlikely title contenders, but still title contenders the previous season and having Luis Suarez dazzle us to uh, watch some Mario Balotelli um make D- yeah make David De Gea look like um <laughs> like Superman and don't it,
0: forget Ricky Lambert.
1: <laughs> yeah Ricky Lambert. I mean six six one at Stoke, uh, three one at home by Palace and Gerrard's last game at Anfield, Real Madrid, lest we forget, you know, that 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 era we, we were pretty low. We were pretty low. By by the end of by by the time Rogers got sacked, we were firmly, firmly sure that 1314 was a fluke and it was all down to Suarez. At that point, all of us, most of us really believed that because he'd, he'd taken us on such a downward curve ever since. And we were in, we're in a poor position and it has been a project. If you, you look at it, we, we didn't make big signings to begin with, um, certainly for the first season and a half. Um, Klopp very much looked to work with what he had. Um, and and you know as we've all said, we, we've we we now get much much more out of uh, many many players that but were already there when when Klopp arrived. Um, and we've bought very wisely since. We've had a, a very clear kind of game plan, a very clear targets identified, very clear criteria what makes a good target. Um, all. Aspects of the of the team behind the scenes in terms of transfers have, have worked well together, have worked in coordination to, to land the targets from identification to selection to getting the deals done to, you know, making sure in some cases, many cases, that we are the only club in the conversation somehow uh, by doing the due diligence with the agents and, and whatever it is that we're doing with the players, with the players' families. So I think you're right. You know, we've gone very, very deep into this. It's basically been a very holistic approach. We've not just thrown money at it like United and and, and, and gone, you know, buy this name, buy that name. We've not just looked to bring through youth and ignored the already um fully developed talent out there, i.e. Allison and Van Dyke, even though we've improved them since they've come as well. Um but it's, it's been little facets of everything and you can see that in, in it's, details like even the stupid things like the throw-in coach and, and, and whatever but it's been everything and and it's worked, it's pulled together and we've gone from being a team regularly scoring under 70 points and doing well to hit 60 in certain seasons to a team that's now gonna almost well, it's gonna double a tally of fifty-six points, which I'm sure we've 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 certainly registered as a final season total at one point in this previous decade. Um so it's been a stratospheric rise, actually, when when you think about it. Um and uh yeah, long may I continue. Actually, let's enjoy beating everyone, let's break football, fuck it yeah no I, I'm, I'm with you and and i think really you know it's bringing us nicely
0: into where we want to go with this and and you know look let, let's let's say that we all our dreams are realized because the, the four of us are on the same page here and dave like where do we go next you know because the next thing is it needs to be an era in my opinion it, 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 it can't just stop at this and you know, we we saw Mel Reddy's piece last week where she is intimating that no money will be spent and that that to me seems a bit weird because that would be two summers that we don't invest heavily, especially when we're you know, don't get me wrong, we, we've we've a wonderful squad, but you know, you, you're looking at Mo Salah now included in the the Egyptian um Olympic squad. He's going then away with the African nations, that's gonna be him and Manny both away. Surely this is the, this is going to be the window you would expect to see a, a, a good bit of movement and and possibly a good bit of money changing hands from Liverpool.
3: It could well be. Um, and no doubt we'll be linked with everybody over the next six months or so. Um, I've got no doubt about that. I suppose that the two train of thoughts out there are, do we go big? Do we go hard? Do we do we double down? Um bring in the superstar, the high market, um the, the highly marketable footballer that can bring in all kinds of other revenue streams and things like that. Or
0: does 20% in shirt sales sort yeah, of all, leads you that direction, Dave?
3: All that sort of stuff. Or does the club look at what has got us to where we are now, as Mel Reddy has suggested, and continue to follow that model. Because we haven't really abandoned the moneyball system. I know after like the berinis of this world and you know players like this say we abandoned moneyball when everyone we out and started spending 75 million but
0: It's Moneyball and, like and two or three levels higher Dave That's I Well it is
3: well that's it, it that's it it's, it's Moneyball it's, it is it's still Moneyball it's still finding value in players that nobody else can see and you should sure, remember Van Dyke was Van Dyke was a poor man Chris Smalling and things like this and now all of a sudden Juventus are going to bet 150
1: million well, that's, that's, that's it 75 million was seen as outrageous by, by some but we've mm-hmm. doubled that in, in a season and a half yeah you know, you know so there's,
3: so there's value there that, that, although we had to spend seventy five million, there was still value there, and there was always, always going to be. Yeah, that others didn't see, and I think the club has has taken that approach to the entire running of it. Where can we find value in football that nobody else has seen before? And they're doing that within their data analytics. Like I, I'm actually, I'm actually starting to think now, like the the best the worst thing that can happen for a team playing us is to play well in the first half. Because yeah, they're knackered in the second it's half? Not, it's not even because they're knackered. It's because we give them encouragement to keep doing what they're doing. But actually, at half time, we go, right, lads, you see what didn't work? This half, this is what they're doing. So we're going to do this, this, and this. And Southampton's a brilliant point, pointed case here where... Southampton were really good the first half and created chances and, they were and, that excellent. <laughs> excellent. and that encouraged them to come out and keep playing the same way you know we could get a result here and actually we made the adjustments we needed to make based on how they were playing they had all the encouragement they needed to keep doing what they were doing and we just ripped them apart and we'll continue to work and, and Chief mentioned the throw-in coaches is another great example of finding value in the sport that nobody else has seen before putting money into areas of Analysis and you know fitness and um, you know scouting and things like that 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 no other club has thought to to do and I think well there's no reason why we we wouldn't continue continue to do that I do think the squad needs managed age profile wise I think you make a good point with Salah you know. Um, AFCON and now the Olympics Um,
0: Manny away as well
3: yeah Manny's away as well and I think Klopp is continually pushing this um, narrative of players play too much football players play too much football and if that truly is what he thinks he's going to need a player to come in there to ease the burden Mm -hmm. Um, so you know is it one is it two is it 150 million pound player is it 270 million pound players is it 350 million pound players I don't know um, but or or is it is it Minamino seven million you know? Um, if, if we go out and if we go out and do business, if we go out and buy three Minaminos type players profile wise in the summer for you know seven ten fifteen million each, am I going to lose my shit? Absolutely not, because we've never missed in the transfer market. So I don't really care if it's. In fact, I'd rather it wasn't big money. Because, carry us aside. <laughs> Yeah, I get, I get that, and that really didn't work. Like, it. Um, no, but it was know, a bit shit. It was, you know. But from then, even even Shakiri, people say might not work. We're going to sell him for probably a three hundred percent profit.
0: You know. Yeah, know? we got him for twelve million, Dave, and and even you want to take his no contribution brainer. to the Barcelona game was worth twelve million for me.
1: Yeah, it was a That's no-brainer.
3: It. Yeah, it was a no-brainer. Absolutely. So, um, and and it seems again the the personality profile was absolutely perfect because all the players seem to love him and he just seemed to slip right into that slip right into that squad and that group and that dynamic seamlessly um, so I, I see no reason why we wouldn't continue to do what we do and as far as moving into next season goes again I see no reason why we don't continue to do what we do and um, I suppose the question is yeah. and you're right in what you're saying every year we seem to improve every year we've taken what we didn't get right the year before and we've improved on it what happens if we have no room for improvement? I guess is your
0: question. It has to be and the squad, then, doesn't
3: it? It maybe, maybe it's the squad. A bit things slightly. Do, I mean, you do. And this was, and this was, this was Ferguson's greatest Story. greatest asset as a football manager, been able to ship players out at the right time and bring the right players in at the right time and, and and balance squads and rebuild sides and reinvent the way he played based on the players that he had at his disposal and how football changed. And, you know, he was a genius. There's, there's no doubt about it. And but that's what I'm just, getting
0: at, Dave. You know, he created an era and that's the next natural step of progression for this group is 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 becoming Liverpool. Uh, uh, this is a Liverpool era we're going to talk about. Yeah, and I mean, that, it is. that requires restrengthening.
3: It it does. It does. Um, Right now, I don't know. Um, With a view to the future, probably. Would I like to have someone in before I move someone out for a season? Absolutely. Um, But I think, Chief you'll be better placed to, to comment on this than I am. But when Klopp did reach kind of the peak of his powers, he didn't exactly fall off a cliff, even though he had his best players poked from him. He was still able to maintain and, and compete up until that very last season at Dortmund where he had a horror six months. So what is the potential when he's not getting his best players?
1: Yeah, I mean, from under him. The, the, it's all a question of things you've, you've, you've touched on already in terms of, of, you know, improving and, and can you get more out of this group of players who are we've already talked about looking as if they're going to go through the season practically perfect, certainly in, in the premier league. Um, how do you improve on that? And somebody would say, well, you, you don't drop two points against my United, but it's unlikely you're ever going to repeat that or, or get better. So um, you've also got things like Dave was saying in, in terms of um, losing, losing Mane and Salah uh, for extended periods You've got the idea that they're all another year older, um, and you, you've got things. You know, we've got injuries to consider. The fact that we, we we've been lucky, lucky in inverted commas, we've done very well with our medical staff and so on to to limit injuries and whatever. But you don't get away with things forever if players. Yeah, keep, one's coming along somewhere down yeah, the line. Keep, keep having to play 55, 60 games a season. Eventually, it is going to happen. And I think, I think you're absolutely right though as well. I think what Mel already said is, is, it's kind of typical. I'm not, don't mean to be mean about her. She's, she's a good writer. Um, but I think she's not saying anything, anything wildly, um, shocking, you know, or enlightening. we there's no bolt of lightning. We're, 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 go- we all th- were all thinking about as fans. We're thinking about this Mbappe 2020 thing. We had the idea put in our heads, and you know there are little things that pop up here and there that keep it going and whatever. And she's probably just saying we're probably not going to sign Mbappe, and you know who knows we might, but we probably won't. Um, but he's he's about the only because I mean, because we can do what what we are saying and what she's saying. Stick to finding value that nobody else sees.
0: So now, well, you, you just said about, you know, we, we, we had just come off this period and you mentioned all the rest. The fact that we're in a conversation, a realistic conversation about Mbappé, shows you the road we've travelled.
1: Well, 100 percent. I mean, we're, we're at the end of that road now. We are now the hottest club in world football. Top players want to play for us. We're winning everything. We're turning heads. The style of football is turning heads. The manager's great. Wonderful charisma. Everybody loves him. You know, our financial team off the pitch, you know, business guys are doing unbelievable work. So we're, we're breaking records in terms of financial revenues. So we're able to reinvest that in the squad. I read a great article today about the new training facilities at Kirby, um, 50 million pounds spent on that state of the art, loads of input from everything is, is 100% positive. And, um, you, you've got, you, you've got to say that we, we can find the value. And still sign top players. You, you take Timo Werner as an example. There is a 60 million pound clause there, or 60 million euro clause, I believe.
0: 51 that, million, I
1: think. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's peanuts. You sign him, and he becomes a Liverpool player. His his his, his value is instantly doubled. He's instantly worth 100 million. Instantly, up Werner's
3: up. the one. <laughs> Werner's the profile with everything you've mentioned there that
1: to me seems most likely absolutely and somebody somebody else perhaps from the Bundesliga we have mentioned pre pod Kai Havertz, is another one who's a little bit under the radar at the moment certainly from from um, we would we would have the the jump on on other sides you would imagine we've, we've been interested there for a long time so you know I think there are moves to be made I think we will need to freshen up I think there um, there is a, an age group where we're a little bit lacking uh, around about the kind of 23, 24, 25 kind of age group. Um, a lot of our, a lot of our, you know, our lads are pushing the 28, 20, you know, 27, 28, 29 mark now. And, um, and I think there will be a way to do that. But at the same time, working within the parameters that we have worked in, I mean, the thing is with Mbappe, then they'll not make that deal or, or 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 look to make that deal unless they can see value in it. But you would imagine, given the profile of of that player and given the the age of him and, and everything. everything,
0: um, Nike relationship's huge there as well. Neil,
1: big big sponsorship relationship and and so on, which we've talked about before. But even that, even taking that out of the equation, just looking at him profile-wise, age. Um, you know, it's stage of career, career trajectory, all those kinds of things. Um, you would imagine that even if we had to pay 200, 200 million euros for him and pay him whatever would amount to, maybe with add-ons and stuff, maybe 300 grand a week or whatever, you would still imagine that FSG could see value there because he's very young. He seems like he will only, keep getting if he stayed
0: three years, Neil, and you sold them. In in today's world of You'd football get
1: more you're probably get a lot more
0: fifty percent on top again.
1: Absolutely. So again you, you, you see where, where there is money to be made there even off an initially massive outlay. Um so he would be he would be an investment that I'm sure you would recoup as as you've just said and, and make money on. So I don't think Wild Mel Ready is 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 you know kind of knocking out the line or you know, don't we we won't see that much we're gonna to stick to the same principles. I think she's right, we will stick to the same principles, but I wouldn't wouldn't rule out new arrivals. I think it would it, it just wouldn't happen that we would go two whole seasons without two whole windows without making a sign in, a significant sign in I No, I'm with you. Don't see I, I, that realistic
0: no, you're you're absolutely spot. On. I I can't see two windows going. One for you, Beryl. <laughs> uh, the Phil Coutinho, the the ghost of Christmas past keeps haunting us, and it looks like that you know he he's going to be on the market again for seventy five thousand. We're being touted as 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 a club. He wants to he that interests and he wants to come back to us. Um, it, it's one that divides the fan base basically. Um, you know I've I I'm on the fence with it. Quite frankly, if, if Liverpool were to take him back. Obviously, they know the situation better than we do. I, I would I would respect that at least. But there's another part of me that's starting to think Barcelona desperate to sell for fifty, probably less than 50% of what we sold them. And we could probably diddle them in wages as well, given the fact how good we are at doing contracts. And it could represent value for money. You know, his star has fallen quite a bit, which would put us in a very, very strong position uh, should we go for him. Just curious as to what your thoughts are on continuing, and you know what, where you would stand on a return.
2: Um, well, um, I would say no, because uh, I, I'm not sure even uh, at, at the cut price you were mentioning, uh, it, it would be good value. Because uh, uh, what's his age? He's, he's, he is uh, in that bracket.
0: He's Twenty-six, of, no, isn't he? Twenty-six or twenty-seven.
2: I think he's older than twenty six. Uh, 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 you know, uh, I'll look it up later. But um, uh, if, for a player, his uh, age uh, and um, you know, and, and he, he, I wouldn't say he's he's flopped at, at Barcelona and at, at Phil. Like, sorry, Richard. Phil Coutinho will be twenty eight in June. Yeah, exactly. So mm. he, he he is he isn't the youngest one, and so. Uh, we, we won't be able to sell him again for you know the the inflated price that we sold him to barcelona and and as an asterisk uh, i believe they still haven't paid uh, the full amount of that uh, that transfer sum to us yet so m- maybe that's why we are in the conversation of getting getting him back because you know it it would probably mean that they don't have to uh, pay uh the remainder of, uh, of what they they still have to pay us um, but you know uh, go, going back to uh, if i would take him back he he's a wonderful player and and we shouldn't forget how uh, even in the last six months that he played for us how will how well he he played but uh um th- th- there was there was a uh a story about um, Eriksson leaving Tottenham, and and uh, I forgot who the writer was, but uh, they were arguing that um, that Mourinho had understood what, what Klopp had done um, by taking out the playmaker, um, forcing his his team to you know uh, to take more responsibility and and make play um, by, uh, by 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 uh, as a team, and I think we did that um, we. We uh, we took uh, the money and we we bought uh, Allison and and Virgil van Dijk uh, for that money. So in, in that way, he, his departure um, benefited us. But I th- I think it, it also benefited us um, tactically because uh, you know other players needed to step up and we needed to to adopt uh, uh, the tactical setup we have now, which is far more um, uh, dominant than than we used to be. You know one of the uh, frustrations I, I I used to have when we were this this storming, aiging, uh, pressing side was was of course not when we were blitzing the other team, but um, um, you know you, you remember the the, the game against uh, against Manchester City at home that we uh, narrowly won four uh, three, but you know we w- when we were four one up we 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 couldn't control the game we couldn't um, we couldn't restrict their chances we were uh, and, and we, and we uh, conceded to, uh, you know, and, and uh, because of scoring for, we, we still managed to win the game, but it, it was it was narrow because we we weren't able to 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 control games, and I think this is what we see this year. This year we have have uh, have have adopted a style with uh, with which we can totally dominate teams, and 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 we we. Um, they 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 don't get the, the the oxygen to to even you know uh, get a chance against us uh, let alone beat us and i think this has to do with with not having a a dedicated playmaker someone uh, who who will get the the ball m- much more often than than other players and and you you look to uh, to 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 uh, uh, you know, unlock defenses, etc., etc. Now we have uh, wing backs that that have to step up. Now we have have midfielders that that need to step up. We we have um, central defenders to and have their splitting passes and 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 passes, diagonal passes, etc., etc. You know, all these tactics. Uh, we need it because we don't have a dedicated playmaker anymore. And I, I, frankly, I don't know what else um, uh, Phil Coutinho is good for. He, he, he isn't a like-for-like replacement for, for Mane when he's uh, not around. Um, and and, and on, in the midfield, I don't think he has the energy and the the, the, the defensive um, discipline to, to play there in, in the eight roles that, you know, Van Alden and Henderson or, um, you know, um, uh, one of the other guys uh, uh, um, has. So, uh, you know, a very long answer to a very short question. No, I, I wouldn't take him back even for a cut price. I, I'd, I'd rather, um, you know, I, I followed the discussion before. And yes, I think we, we need to stick to, Finding value, but you know uh, we are in a different bracket now, and and there is the the, the law of diminishing returns, and and we need to uh, shop in a different market now, uh, and 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 this might involve paying up. Uh, I, I just saw uh, somebody tweeting that Dom Dom King from the Daily Mail reported that that um, that we were in the market for Jane Sancho, for I think 100 million and I you know I'm I would sure much begins. rather <laughs> And yeah I would much rather spend 100 million on him and because you know then you would sell uh, Shakiri for 25 and you would probably sell uh, Harry Wilson for 20 25 and so you know that's that's half of the money and uh, I I, w- I would much rather spend 100 million 100 million on Jane Sancho than uh, 50 60 on uh, Phil Coutinho
0: no, and I think you know you, you you make a compelling argument actually with, with it, when you put age and so on and, and and lack of resale in, you know you can see why, you know I I I I, I can see why it's maybe foolhardy to actually think about it coming back. And you made the point actually very well, Dave. Yourself, you I know, would,
3: and, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want him back, Dave. Just on that point, but it, the the only worry that I have is it it, it smells a little bit goth to me. Hmm,
0: maybe um but you know it, it i think what Beryl, the, the point that Beryl made there dave to me was you know the age profile and so on and you know okay you're gonna 75 million still a big outlay but when you when you look at a kai havertz which you could probably live for that price and it, it's, it's a different world and and you then you think the way that that fsg work you know i i did put a caveat there you know that if, if Liverpool decided that that his offence towards the club wasn't that bad and they would take him back, he would respect it. But I've got a feeling that you know he did angle for that move, he did manufacture that move, he did fake injury and so on, and that's that's a pretty big one to get over.
3: Personally, I want them used as the biggest cautionary tale. I want it, I want. Do you see when players? Want to come into an office to speak to Klopp about wanting to leave? I wanted to put a big, massive poster of Coutinho on the wall behind him, so they have to look at him and go, "Actually, is this?" But, are
0: this? you sure in block yeah. capitals? <laughs> this could be you.
3: You know, yeah, so that you know personally. That's my motivation, but Beryl is absolutely spot on with everything he says. In in no in no way does does he fit. In no way does he fit the tactical aspect of the team. You know, we, we have to we have to accommodate him. He can't do he can't do the role of anybody else in that side. Um, we we'll have to, you know, you're probably talking about playing four two three one for every time he plays. You can't play 4-3-3 three, three when he plays. It's just not possible unless you stick him out on 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 a wing. But
0: again, Dave, my thoughts were were around the fact you know he uh, again the point that Beryl makes the playmaker and at times we struggle to break down a team where you know maybe the lesser teams put bus park teams he's a handy player to have in that regard that was my motivations of thinking
3: Yeah, he is a handy player to have if you can't break teams down that's true but when you win 24 and 25 games i don't think you can really label struggling to break <laughs> well,
1: he's, teams he's, down. there's breaking everyone down
3: you know, Do you know what i mean do you know what I mean? We're breaking football. Never mind breaking teams down. And it, we it had just, more. Yeah, sorry. We, we had more we, trouble breaking teams down when, when we had him in the team. Absolutely, because the thing is, all you need to do is stop him. It used to be stop Coutinho playing. Stop
1: or Coutinho make him playing. shoot from from just a bit too far out. So the so
3: yeah, which which he was, you know, he didn't need any encouragement to have to shoot from thirty yards. And yeah, do you know what? They would fly in every now and again. And it was fucking amazing, but. You know, rarely does that win you football matches and it certainly doesn't win you league titles, not over the course of thirty-eight games. So, you know, we have found far more sophisticated ways of winning football games rather than having a number ten there who we're relying on to be the creative spark. Um so no, for me it doesn't fit. For me, Werner fits. If you're gonna tell it's it's practically if the, the the money you're talking about is practically the same. So do you know? Do I want Verner, Do I want Coutinho? It's it's a no-brainer for me. It's an absolute no-brainer.
0: No, fair enough. Neil, have you anything to add on to it before we move on to Norwich? Or do you want to move on to Norwich?
1: Yeah, I would just echo pretty much what's what's been said. I mean, I think I think there. Are, I think basically my my take on it would be we he had his time for us and he did well during that time and it was you know fun while it lasted. But we we sold him. Um, when he was at his peak and we, we had Barcelona off a bit, if, if you want the truth. Um, and if we re signed him now, we'd be kind of, um, shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit. Um, like as was said earlier, you'd be much more excited about getting a, uh, paying a bit more, maybe getting a Jaden Sancho or paying a bit less and getting a Timo Werner coming than you would be about Phil Coutinho coming back. I'm, I think I'm pretty safe in, in saying that. Even even you, Dave. All of us would, would be happier in seeing one of them arrive than than a Phil Coutinho necessarily coming back. Um, Honestly,
3: I'd rather see us
1: sign no one. Yeah, I, I would see it as I see what you mean. I would say there's a regression, a going back. A, there's no need for it. We all thought when he left, oh God, how will we replace him. We're gonna need someone to come in, and you know something We're gonna meet. even. I have a friend who's who was who's a you know Coutinho fanatic was a Coutinho fanatic and would still mention his name from time to time, but we really have not missed him for one second. No, he no, compromises
3: he us the a system. lot more. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah, percent. He compromises the system, the system that has been so effective with the squad that has been so effective. So And we progressed. We progressed almost almost instantly when he yeah, left. And and it is, you know, to be fair, it was the same window Van Dyke came in, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's amazing, easy I mean,
0: explained. So, well, well, no, but,
3: but a lot of people put it down to that, and I think that there is there is a possibility that that masked some benefits that we
1: got from Coutinho not being shoehorned into the side. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you could you could make the argument he never played in such a good Liverpool side. We were always leaky at the back then, whatever. But I do think that he... he is having him him in in the center of the pitch, which is where he's most effective. You you do lack you do lose something there, and you will concede goals. You're more open um, because he's not a grafter, and you don't want him to be a grafter. He's a, he's an artist essentially. Do you know what I mean? And you want him, of course, to put him a in a luxury.
0: Shape. Then is what you're saying.
1: Not really a luxury, but you, you're going to need, like you say, you you need you need two guys doing his running. Not all of it, but you, you want him having the license to be able to be on the half turn and either, you know, go on a run or pick out a through ball or whatever it is. And that's what you really, really want from him. And he's not, that's not how we play. And it's not really coincident. Well, again, you could say, is it Van Dyke coming in? Is it Coutinho going? Is it the, the two things happening at the same time? But, Obviously, we concede far, far, far fewer goals now with without Phil Coutinho on the side. Of course, other things have happened in there, but I, I would would make an argument that having someone like a Coutinho on the side in your side leaves you a little bit more open.
0: Fair enough. Well, listen, we'll move on to Norwich. I'll stick with you, Neil. Is it even worth talking about? It's surely it's three points. Like the, the unthinkable
1: can't happen here. Well, surely, surely not could only happen because it is unthinkable and now everyone is like we're all on board with it, we've all been so tentative all season when all other fans were going, listen lad, have fucking won it, and we were going, no, no no, and now we're 22 points clear, we have a chance of going 25 points clear before City uh, play, I think and um, we're playing the bottom side Um but, you know, stranger things and all that. Nords played well at Anfield. Um, first day opening game of the season. They'll definitely be bang up for it. They, they're they still not mathematically out of it by any means so they'll be desperate for a win. And as I mentioned earlier they've played well against the, the top side. Of course the, the famously beat Man City um, at home this season but they've, they've, they've given Tottenham a good game. I think that maybe that finished 2-2. Um, Mourinho Spurs that is recently. Um, they've they've done well. They've done well at home against against the the um the better teams. I think they give Leicester a good game there as well. Um, and they will. They they do play nice football. Um, and they will have a go at us. So, yeah, obviously you don't look past Liverpool winning because everything we've said and it's top against bottom and you know, but. There is that kind of mad. These are the kind of things that happen in football (laughs) element that maybe occupies about 1% of your, of your, of your consciousness. Um, when you think about a game like this, especially with it coming off the back of, of the winter break and stuff, um, there's a chance that we're not going to be in rhythm. Um, you'd imagine it's probably the same for both teams, but, um, but, yeah, you never know. Anything can happen and all that. Um, I would expect Liverpool to win and probably win comfortably. But um, I think it would be a fairly attractive game. Like I think Norwich will, will certainly have a go.
0: I agree with you on that. And I think that's why I, I, I'm, I'm not even concerned about it. barrel yourself, um, any worries at all going into it?
2: Well, um, not worries, but, uh, yeah, uh, they uh – uh, they have they have a few good players. Uh, I, I like Todd Cantwell. I like uh, Buendia. Uh, Their both fullbacks are are really good. You know, not as good as ours, but. Um, uh, so yeah, I think it'll be a fun game, and I stopped worrying. I I hope I'm not jinxing it, but I stopped I stopped worrying. I'll start worrying once we start the game, but no, I'm I'm not particularly worried that we won't win.
0: And Dave, just to close it out, where where are you standing on this one?
3: Um, I think we go strong because I think he'll want the rhythm for Tuesday night. Um I think this is almost gonna be viewed as let's get back to actual match level. Let's go out there and get ourselves in the shape that we need to be in to play Atletico Madrid. Um I think the one worry is that they have got a lot of their points. Not that they have okay, not that they have a lot of points, but they've got a large percentage of their points against the better teams this year. And I think they're their set up suits playing against teams that leave them space in behind. Yeah. The problem with the problem with Norwich is there's not enough teams like that in the Premier League for them to go and get enough points off. And the teams that play like that are generally dead good. So they've struggled a little bit um, because of that, which is sad because they do try and play football the right way. So I'd say they'll have some chances in this game. Um, if we. But. <laughs> To say, am I worried? If we lose, I'm still not worried, you
0: know? yeah.
3: <laughs> So, you know, it's got to that point now. Am I worried if we lose? Well, I'm I'm not worried I'm worried that we might lose, but I'm not worried if we lose.
0: Do you know what I mean? So yeah, you just um, want to keep it going. You know what I mean? I, I I'm reaching the point now where the invincible thing didn't really matter to me, and all of a sudden you're that close to it. Why the, You know, it's like the FA Cup. Why the hell not, Dave?
3: Well, that's it. I want it all. I'm a greedy bastard, and I want. I think this. I think this squad of players deserves it all, and that's why. And I, I want people to be able. I want this team to be looked back upon as the team that did what people said could never be replicated. They could like they'll like if they win the treble, they'll piss all over United's treble. They'll piss all over it. I don't even think United get eighty points when they won the league that year. Well,
0: it, would be, it would be a back-to-back European Cup treble as well.
3: It would, back-to-back European Cups. You'd also throw in the World Club Cup and the Super Cup there. Plus, if you're fucking invincible and in points and all this shit, like it would just piss all over everything that any everything that had happened in English League football before. Yeah. So three Champions League finals in a row as well. Yeah, you know it's it's fucking unheard of. So I, I think every game now is important when it comes to reaching what we should all be thinking now is the ultimate goal is for this team to be remembered as one of the absolute greats. But as we've said, that's only going to come with trophies. So let's make sure we win the league. Let's make sure we keep on winning FA Cup ties. And then let's go out. Let's play well against Norths. Let's get up to the speed that we need to be at. And let's go out and let's batter a not very good Atletico Madrid team.
0: I'm with you on both all those scores in fact i'm with you on all three of you but listen we've rambled my goodness we have rambled um i did sort of predict this there was two hours in this podcast so we'll nearly got an hour and a half of it so i think on that point uh, it's 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 the point we will leave it just thanks very much guys very enjoyable conversation something a bit different tonight very very enjoyable conversation and thank you again to the listener. Apologies that we have not been around, circumstances beyond our control, but we're back again, the football's back again, and until the next one after Norwich, just leave me to say, upper heads.